Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The numbers are in, Mason. And people insisted that we come back and we finish off this Chris Reeve era of Superman movies by going back in time, reversing time around the world again, again. Oh, my God. There's so much reversing time, isn't there? <laughs> there really is. Look, there's a lot of good stuff to say about the Superman 2, the, the Richard Donner cast. I agree. But, uh, boy, he loves he loves reversing time yeah. or going back in time, doesn't there, he? There is a reason for it, and we can come back to it at the end. But in the meantime, people can leave a like because that will remind me that I need to come back to it. If you've gone all the way to the end of this video... Mm. Uh, and you didn't leave a like, go back in time, <laughs> leave a like. Exactly. Or leave a like Just now. leave a like then. It I doesn't mean, matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know. It's irrelevant to mm. us. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, great start to this movie in terms of like the opening messages, you know, a lovingly dedicated to Christopher Reeve, you know. Mm. This came out in 2006, just after the release of Superman Returns. Is that because there was a wave of nostalgia for Superman or did they also find some footage or something? It was a combination of fans wanting to see it, a rabid fan base as it were, maybe not as rabid as like a more recent... uh Hashtag release the Donner cut, people screamed in the streets because Twitter wasn't as much of a thing back then or at all. Yeah. So what they basically... Hashtag release the Donner cut, they would say. That's what they would say to each other Mm. in cafes. And then they would say the hashtag is that grid thing that you see on a phone, a touch-tone phone, which is the kind of phones we have in 2006. A Nokia. Yes. <laughs> so what they ended up doing, Richard Donner wasn't originally going to involve himself. They were like, we're going to recut this. And he was like, great. I don't care. Okay. You know, I got fired after the first one. They didn't let me finish the second one. I haven't really, I haven't had a hand in it since. Mm-hmm. So they started collecting all the reels. Over time, apparently, film has like moisture in it, so they, they had to bake them to dry, to dry them out. out those the film mm. canisters, sure. And as a result of this, despite there being not really a budget whatsoever, there's 200 VFX shots which they completed or added. But the idea was to make it not look like it's from 2006. And boy, doesn't it. It's true. <laughs> it's just a it's bit... very authentically yeah. not 2006. It's... All the genes are up high, not very low. <laughs> That's right. It's really, uh, it's like basic compositing. Things, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s were quite difficult, but now there's like a chroma key switch on every editing software in the world. And your phone. And your phone, exactly. So no, it doesn't look like it's from 2006 at all. And it kicks off with with a recap of the previous movie. And having been someone who watched that recently, 
completely unnecessary. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, I mean, mean, I guess coming into this, a lot of people might not have seen that movie in a long time. Correct. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I don't like it though. But like you said though, all Richard Donner's genius confirmed. <laughs> you get it. You get it. But yeah, so he he did come back and he was very heavily involved in putting it together. And like you mentioned, I feel like it's a much better movie. Yeah, I went into this expecting it to be just marginally better, mm. or you know, because I because people you specifically told me it was much better. I'm like, he doesn't know what he's talking about, and I don't. So I went in expecting. Well, I'm like, well, it'll be marginally better for the time, but it'll still be on par with three or four or, you know, it'll just be fine. And I I was pleasantly Hmm. surprised. It's not like uh, the Daredevil uh, director's cut thing that people always talk about. Because Coolio's not in it. Yeah, they're like, the Coolio version is better. They're they're about the same. And I don't even hate that movie. This one has Method Man in it. (laughs) It does. But the first thing I noticed in this is, uh, first of all, it looks much better because all of the footage that was reshot that Richard Lester did, and we talked about this in the previous video for Superman 2, that's all scrapped. Uh And so... All of those weird scenes are removed. And, of course, we get the reintroduction or the re-inclusion of Marlon Brando as Jor-El. That's right, replacing mm. Lara, who was in yes. most of the uh, Krypton stuff. Krypton. Krypton. Most of the Krypton stuff <laughs> in the original Superman too. yeah. I guess if there was one... Uh, look, I don't want to harp on about Marlon Brando specifically. Yes, you do. No, I, I've, I've, said, I've said all I need to say. Okay. He was an activist and he did a lot of good things, but also he did a lot of terrible things. And all in all, if you added it up... Probably more terrible than good. Okay. <laughs> if I, I, mean, I don't, I haven't calculated it. Yeah. And How do you even assign a numerical value to being terrible for? And most of you've your forgotten life? about the island of Doctor Moreau. That's which, true. Which tips it right over back to positive. <laughs> it certainly does. But what I wondered about when uh, Lex Luthor went into the Fortress of Solitude, there's no consistency with the uh, with the hologram of Marlon Brando because sometimes it's like a full body. Sometimes it's just a big floating head. Sometimes a floating head. Sometimes. It's got no colour in the face. Sometimes it's got colour. Sometimes it's shoulders up and it's like slowly moving towards you. Sometimes it's all shoulders. And you're like, who's this guy? What's his head? Who am I talking to? Also, I think there might be some consciousness in this because my understanding of this machine prior yes. was you would say a thing and it would anticipate your response and it would say it back, which means that Jorel had the time to sit down and just... Think of every possible response and just say it, I guess. While he was neglecting his his wife, basically. Or to build a slightly (laughs) bigger rocket for everybody. Lara, I'll be in my crystal man cave. Do not bother me. I have some talking to do into, I presume, a crystal microphone and crystal camera. (laughs) It might be one unit. Yep. Anyway, man cave rules. Don't bother me. But there is a moment where, you know, Superman's like, I want to give up my powers because I love having sex and whatever. I'm sure sure there's other reasons because he's sick of it and we'll we'll talk about it. But there's a moment when he's being depowered and you see Marlon Brando's face and it just gives like a bit of side eye to Lois Lane. And I'm like, does he... Does he know that she's yeah, right. there and involved in this in some way? What's going on here? Uh-huh. And then at the end, he walks out and he touches Superman and, you know, gets his powers back. There might be a sliver of him actually in it. Maybe. Maybe? Or is it just vague 70s and 80s sci-fi nonsense? Maybe uh, he secretly stowed away on the ship and he's been on Earth for years. He just He's like, I don't want to get involved with my kid, though. No, no. I just pretend I'm giving voicemails to him. It's whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You might be right. But this version, of course, does have an explanation as to why, if, if you recall the previous uh, version of Superman 2, when he becomes depowered, he's he changes out of his Superman suit into just does, a shirt and slacks. Yeah. And in this version, 
Changed earlier. It changed it earlier. Makes more sense. Yeah. It's weird though because... It's just the little things. It's the little things, but it's also... Also, it's recut in this version that Superman can have sex. So, and also... Nice. Can, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, I don't understand why he couldn't do both. Because all he's done is put himself at a massive disadvantage and he has to drive everywhere. Like, yep. uh, he, he could he could still do both. And he does often. Mm-hmm. Like, he lives two lives. Yes. Anyway, whatever. He, I mean, he, he learns his lesson pretty quick. You know, within, again, once again, he really does, yeah. <laughs> within the first couple of days. But what I did like about this, even though there are laughs in it, it is played less for laughs. Yeah, and there's mm. be- there's better dialogue and better yep. banter. Yep. I think there was better banter between uh, Lex Luthor and his henchwoman, yes. Miss Tessmarker. Yeah, yeah that, I think, I, the, and she she gets some good lo- good lines in as well. Yeah. Whereas I think the previous one, it was meant to be like, well, Luther gets all the good stuff. Yeah, you know? that's right. And the, yeah, you're right. And there is more of him in this. Also, you see the three Kryptonians are played more as a threat and not more kind of like bumbling. What's happening? You know, with the bit where they're blowing up the town, the way that the music kind of comes in, it's it's a serious situation. Mm. Non is less like. Like he's he's dangerous. Yes, and he also doesn't have weird growling sound effects like put over the top of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, there's none of that. So like his stupidity is just stripped away. He's just kind of a, a brute at this point, mm. which, which I appreciate. It's also I feel the the action is better because a lot of the stuff I think was either cut out or kind of redone of what they had. Mm. That fight in the city, it just it feels and looks better. There's some new inclusions where he hits the. Uh, the famous uh, Metropolis Statue of Liberty, which That's we've talked right. about. And if you enjoy uh, men being thrown through wonderful brands, <laughs> then this fight is absolutely it's a lot all better. Here. Much improved. Oh, my God, Coca-Cola. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Coca-Cola. Thank you for your service, Coca-Cola. <laughs> Even the wind machine, mm. which went for a really long time and was played for laughs in the last version, it does feel more in this like they're doing damage, though there is still the inclusion. Of the red vest guy, yep. yeah. Sure, sparkly red vest man. Though he does get less play. Yeah. So he, I get. I assumed that was a Richard Donner edition. Do you mean Richard Lester? Probably Mason. Mm-hmm. One of the rich, the worst Richard of the two Richards. So you assumed that that was the result of one of the Richards, but it actually turned out to be the product of another Richard. A different Richard. But then that's much better in your opinion. Yeah, I, I completely agree. The other thing I uh, I like about this is there's more Lois Lane because watching the movies after Superman 1, mm-hmm. she has less and less to do, in particular the third one where she's just not really in it. She yes, goes right. on a holiday for 98% of that movie. That's right. So you get some more Margot Kidder dialogue and interactions, we get which a, I quite We liked. get a difference. We get two different scenes mm. uh, that were not in uh, the previous version in which she figures out who Superman is yes. by uh, scribbling Clark Kent over the top of a picture of Superman yep. in the newspaper. And then uh, a different scene where she reveals she knows his identity by uh, shooting him with a gun. Yes, that's right. That was something that they would have reshot at the time, but that's it's actually two different shoots, and you can notice that because he's wearing different glasses and has different hair in between shots that's in that. That's true, he does, yeah. So that was like test footage. I like how they just couldn't find another similar pair of glasses. But I feel like if they did that now, they would have CGI fixed all of that, right? Yeah, like with Carrie worse. Fisher. No, I don't know. I mean, if you look at what they did with Rise of Skywalker and Carrie Fisher, they changed like her entire outfit and hair in the background. Like, it's very much possible. Have- Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. But that Coca-Cola sign. <laughs> the sign, yeah. But I think <laughs> I'm proud of what I've done with the rebellion and I'm proud to die by the real thing. <laughs> but I do feel like that scene is still weird and doesn't really fit. The characterization of both of them is a little bit off because it does very much feel like early days. She shoots him with a blank. Mm-hmm. And he falls for it, but you don't feel like you can't tell where you're being. Yeah, I look to uh, be generous about that scene. My assumption there was that when he gets shot, it means nothing to him. Yeah, you know, with real bullets. Sure. So, so he's just like, well, I've been, I've been shot again. Like I'm always being shot, <laughs> so I, I can't feel it at yeah, all. Yeah, I guess. okay, sure, that's fair enough. But there is some more additions that they shot around the time of this release to complete it. Uh-huh. Uh, the moment where Lois throws herself out of the building, where you see Clark Kent kind of lean out and go, Lois, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's a stand-in, uncredited. Uh, okay, right. And there's another moment at it the end. It is astounding that they, mm. ca- that they took that scene out. Like a yeah. fully produced, yeah, that fully produced, fully special affected scene. But I they guess. had to, I guess, for the Richard Lester cut because, oh, yeah. and then they added the Niagara Falls, and then the bit afterwards where they're in the. Weird Sorry, hotel. I'll rephrase. It's amazing that they filmed a new scene in Niagara Falls, given that that scene was bad. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And then there's a moment also. There's an addition at the end where Lois Lane is at a typewriter, thinking about what kind of story she's going to write. That's not her. It's cl- it's like clearly uh, not yeah. her, which I I think is kind of fascinating. All the hands are. Not hers, at least. I'm pretty sure none of it's her. Look, it's neither here nor there. He still kills Zod, though, and that's what's important. My understanding was in this version that the Kryptonians were arrested, 
Uh, not the case. I mean, they still could be captured. Yeah, I don't course. know where that scene comes from. I guess it's from a TV version that, yeah. that we didn't get to. I guess so. Here's a, mis- here's a miscellaneous note that I thought of. Terrence Stamp's very funny in this. Yes, he is. He's got a dry wit about him, and I think it comes across better in this version of it. Yeah, okay. No, I, I cannot argue with that. He's a good Zod, mm. and an even better Chancellor Valorum. Okay. <laughs> Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? Nah, I've we- seen Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> People will think you're joking, but you're, you're 100% not joking. Isn't that right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. But there's a few things at the end that are inconsequential regardless because uh, killing the Kryptonians, or he doesn't. He also then explodes the Fortress of Solitude. Yes. Which I guess speaks to the fact that there's nothing there for him anymore. It's just a yeah. big crystal room at this point. That's true. His father's not in there, or he's or you know, he died in the explosion because he was hiding out there. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But then regardless of all that... There is this bittersweet moment between him and Lois where he's like, look, we can't be together because I can't do both things, which is, you know, a thing we've seen in a, a mm-hmm. lot of times in superheroes. And then, of course, he, he rolls back time, which means the, the Kryptonians go back into the uh, into the Phantom Zone. Yes. She forgets who he is. And I guess the Fortress of Solitude returns, I guess? Well, it seems to me that he has the ability to uh, selectively reverse time on different things. Because if you recall, at the end of the movie, he does go back to the diner and he fights <laughs> oh, yeah. and he beats up the man who beat him up earlier in the movie who seems to remember him. I so forgot it, So it seems like he just reverses what he wants and he's like, no, no, I'll, I'll let that guy remember who I was because <laughs> I'm going to hit... Because hitting him for no reason would be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I would have been okay with it. So maybe he... Maybe he left the fa- uh, the Fortress of Solitude exploded. Who yeah, knows? I, I, that's a really good point. That I'd, I'd never considered that. But the thing about this ending is, though, the reason they did the reverse time thing is because Richard Donner, the, the good uh, Richard mm-hmm. of the Richards, he was originally going to save the reverse time thing for the end of this movie. Ah. And it was added to the first one. So initially they were like, how are we going to wrap this up? What are we going to do? We hate the magic kiss. Yes. And then they went, well, look. This is what we were going to do anyway, so let's let's just do oh, okay. it. Okay, so this wasn't a case of had Richard Donner had his way with all the Superman movies, he would have just had a reverse time at the end of all of them. Yes, exactly. Okay. And I guess also it's implied that Lois might still know that he's Superman. Yeah, because uh, Perry White and her and, and I think Jimmy have a certain sense of deja vu yeah. at the, after the events of the day. She calls removed. him Super. Yeah, that's true. Which also means... She makes him get a pizza... A supreme pizza. Oh, is that what she said? Yeah. I didn't realise that. Yeah. You pick it up on a lot of things this time around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would mean also, and I think this is the way it should be viewed, this flows more directly into Superman Returns than the other version does. Because if she does remember, that would explain why she has a super kid, because otherwise that's a very strange situation that she finds herself in. Yes. That she has... Inexplicably, inexplicably you Inexplicably. You, you would say that, wouldn't you? Mm. But also, if you reverse... This situation is inexplicable, you'd be saying, in the hospital while <laughs> delivering a baby that you don't remember conceiving. Yes. But that also means that if he reversed time and she was still pregnant, again, that's a thing that he just let ride. He goes, yeah. no, I'll, look, I'll keep the guy in the bar. He'll remember. I'll keep the baby. And, then the, and we're just going to move forward. Maybe there were some conversations in between... Then and Superman Returns. One would hope. Yes. But uh, i got, got a little bit of uh, a trivia for you, Mason. Go on. So just a couple of things. It's the segment, a little bit of a trivia. A little bit, just a little bit, just a fraction, just a mm. slice. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Uh, so there's a guy... like the slice of a Suprema pizza. It's a good pizza, maybe. Yeah. 
So there's a guy in the diner who looks exactly like Stan Lee, and there's been speculation for years. What's Stan Lee doing in this movie? How dare he? What's okay. he up to? It's not scoping him. out the competition. <laughs> I guess he is. Yeah, uh, that's sabotaging <laughs> the film sets, getting in the producers' ears. Hey, here, Richard Don is not a very good director. You should replace him with someone bad. <laughs> uh, that's actually a man True called Believer. <laughs> that's a man called Excelsior. Kick him out. <laughs> who is it, James? Uh, that's a man called Bill Hibbert. It's not him, though. He does. I looked it up because I went, is that fucking Stan Lee? Like, I had to double check, and sure. no, it isn't. And the other thing is, Lobot, or John Hollis, uh, from Star Wars, a movie you haven't seen, Correct. or a series you haven't seen, uh, he is one of the Kryptonian councilmen. Ah. Uh, so there you go. He's also in some other ones, Superman movies, as different love characters. Love those British actors who are in a lot oh of things, God, I love assuming that he is British. So, the thing is... Go on. Richard Donner, after this, I, I watched some making of stuff, and he lamented that one of his big regrets about this series is... He couldn't make the Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder Superman series that he would have liked to have made. And this is like a little kind of step towards that direction. But of course, by 2006, none of those things would have been possible regardless. But I do wonder what would, what would have the Superman sequels looked like if he had have just been able to hang on to it. Because having watched this and the original Superman 2 that was released, mm-hmm. all the good stuff in that is from this. Yes. This is the reason that movie works on any level. I agree. I think it also speaks to the performances of Margot Kidder and Christopher Reeve, who, by the way, appear in Smallville as different characters, which is a nice little homage, uh, that despite them being in not very good movies after this, Uh there is an enduring legacy for these characters and these movies despite best attempts to make the worst things imaginable. <laughs> Maybe not imaginable, but you know what I mean? There was a lot of people getting in the way yes. of these mm. being much better than they should have been. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's a shame. But then, James, what if this was a world in which they'd put that Kojak cameo in the first <laughs> Oh, my God. Would have changed the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, all in all, fun trip down memory lane for you for Superman movies? Yeah, I, I had uh, more fun than I thought I would. Okay, good. Again, uh, you know, I, I don't think they all hold up. No. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the charm of the leads. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, Reeve, Kidder, Gene Hackman. Yep. Uh, they all uh, shine through, I think. It was nice to end on a high for these movies, really. Yep. To, to circle back to one that doesn't look like complete shit and is more coherent. It, it, it felt good to do that. And I know a lot of people have said there's a Supergirl movie that exists in this universe, and that is true. But I don't really want to face that right now, if I'm honest. And also, there is Supergirl coming up in the next Flash movie, so we will probably come back to that at some Perfect point. Perfect opportunity. Give us some time to breathe, yes. If you could, if you yeah. bloody well could. But also, as we mentioned last week, we have done Superman Returns as well, if you do want to check it out. So now we have six Christopher Reeve-esque and Brandon Routh Superman movies that you can work your way through. Five? Six. Six movies you can make. Six videos. Yes. And uh, big thanks to Ben for editing all of these Thank as well. Thank you, Ben. How's he done it? Editing skills and tools. Software. Tools of the trade. Software, Software yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft Windows Word, uh, properties, correct? No? Uh, maybe an Apple Mac. What's he on? What do you think? I reckon he's on one of those, like, remember those iMacs? Yeah. You know, they had the coloured back, like you get an, like an orange one or a green one or whatever. I reckon he's working off one of those. One of those from 2001. Yeah. Oh, he's that good, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, good on him. Uh, anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. We do this every week. And some people often like to know what's coming up next. Well, guess what? Here's a hint. So people can, you know, watch that if they, if they want to see what that is, can't they? Yep. Yeah, cool. Uh, and also, if you do want to see any of these early, if you go to bigsandwich.co and sign up, it's like our own little subscription service, isn't it? There's bonus podcasts. Mm. There's movie commentaries. Mm. There's all kinds of stuff. Mm. I agree. 
And also we have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows that comes out every Monday. We do the news of the week. We do a topic. Swing by. Maybe we'll talk about Superman. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we recently did one on Superman and Lois, the, 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 series, the TV series. That's right. It's good to see Superman, isn't it, Mason? It really is. Mm. Superman you can believe in. Yes. And a brand I can believe in, Coca-Cola. Hmm. <laughs> We're saluting Coca-Cola. We are. We've got a big neon sign in the, in the, in the studio. All right. Uh, off, off we go. Goodbye. Yeah, I guess. Grab our gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.